0: Today on the podcast you'll hear a message from Jim Richards. Jim Richards has over 40 years of successful ministry including outreach to the Philippines, pioneering churches in America, conducting leadership conferences, and pastoring a local church in Huntsville, Alabama. As a best-selling author he has also published dozens of books and ministry development programs. And now Jim Richards will discuss how to let go of the past that might be holding you back and how to yield to the change that God wants in your life. Let's dive into the message.
1: You know something, this is a new year and really all this month we're gonna be talking about something that I love to talk about and especially today, we're talking about starting over, but you know, we're calling this month, new year, new you, new life. And I'm, I'm serious about that. You know, it's amazing that God's Word on so many levels, so many aspects, gives us opportunities to start over. Now, I'm not talking about the starting over where you say, oh, okay, I like the way I do that. I'm going you know, I'm, I'm to do it again. I'm talking about really being able to start over and something change internally. When you start over, something changes inside you that really uh, pretty much erases the effects of the past. You know, that's, what, that's what I love about what God does in our lives. You know, we're not, we're not spending our lives dragging the past down the road with us. Now, some people are, and it's only because they haven't discovered. Uh, the tools and resources that God gives us for solving these problems. I'll tell you, if you're dragging the past down the road with you and your hurts from the past and your fears from the past, and your insecurities from the past, then I want you to know, particularly if you're, if you're, if you're new to my, uh, to my ministry, I want you to know you're at the right place because one of the things that we are so effective at is giving people tools to connect with God in a way that you leave The past behind because you never truly have a fresh start you never truly have a new start as long as whatever you're starting is being influenced by the past now every year and I I do this every year in January every year in January I always want to uh, give you tools so that you can break the cycle of whatever you had in the past now Sometimes what you've had in the past has just really not been what you wanted, and you're ready for something completely new. Or sometimes what you've had in the past was something that it, 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 was, it was pretty good, but you have a sense that you're ready to expand. You're ready to, you're ready to uh, uh, reach out farther, have more effectiveness, more success, or whatever. Or sometimes you just realize the world around me is changing, and. And the new start that I need isn't because anything was going wrong, isn't because of anything in the past that I need to, that I, that I need to uh, get over. It's just that I need to open myself up for what's coming next. I need to open myself up. You know, if you're in the business world, I need to open myself up for how the markets are changing. You know, i got to tell you, there have been times in the business world where I have had phenomenal successes simply because I had that sense that it was time for transition, it was time for a change. And I didn't know what the change was gonna be, and most of the time we just get paralyzed about the change, but I just had that sense that, it, that there was time for change. Let me ask you, just on, on a personal level, have you been sensing that it's time for a change, it's time to do something differently, it's time, uh, it's time to uh, venture out? Now, now, if you have, don't make the mistake that so many people make and that is just guessing and trying something and maybe it goes well or it doesn't go well but you want to make this journey in such a way that you're opening your heart up to god and you're going to move forward in this journey as god gives you wisdom in your heart so that so that you're not running this incredibly big risk you know Most of my life, most people considered me to be a real risk taker. And the truth is, uh, while it has often looked like I was running incredible risks, there really weren't usually many risks involved because usually I was sensing something in my heart about where God was taking me. And uh, many times I didn't know uh, beyond the step that I was taking. Sometimes I didn't even know what what the step was supposed to be right now. I just knew that the change uh, was coming, and I had the opportunity to open myself up or to clo- close myself off. Now, so many times we're afraid of change. We're afraid of, you know, things are working pretty well. We feel safe. We feel secure, and we're willing to stay right there. But I want to tell you something. The, the name of the game of life is constant change. The world around you is changing. The people around you are changing. Your family is changing. Your relationships are changing. The marketplaces are changing. The governments are changing. Everything is always in a constant state of flux. And that means that if you're not open and yielding to the transformation that God's trying to bring about in your life, that the real truth is the world's going to change and leave you behind, and you're going to be holding on to what once worked in your marriage, or what once worked in your business, or what once worked in your ministry, and and suddenly you're not viable anymore. Suddenly nobody's really interested in, in what you're offering anymore. You know, I was thinking about this uh, last night. You know, even though you know I spent a lot of years as a pastor and doing pastoral counseling. And, you know, I don't do much counseling anymore, very little, so don't, don't contact me and <laughs> ask me if I can counsel you because I really I can't, the schedule that I have to keep now. But every now and then there will be someone that, uh, you know, I might spend just a little bit of time with and try to help them face a situation. And one of the things that's so interesting is, like, in, in marriage, for example, so many times the reason marriages go bad after they've had really some, some good years is because one of the people involved in that marriage isn't open to change. They felt secure where things were at some point in their marriage. They wanted everything to stay frozen in time. And, and, and nothing stays frozen in time. Everything is constantly changing. And I was just thinking, I was laying in bed last night, I was thinking about how many times I've seen good relationships go bad just because one of the people became stagnant. They didn't grow together. And, and that's what it takes. And if you want to have, if you, if you want to have freshness in life, if you want to have newness in life, then one of the things that you have to be open for is constant uh, transition, constant change. And I know some people just hate that. Some people fear that. Some people dread that. And the key is being open. The key is not that you always have to change because you, you just, you just need to be open. So <clears throat> I'm going to take you on a journey and I, but I really want to help you to do this month and with the material that we're going to be sharing with you this month. I want to, I want to put tools in your hands so that if you're saying I'm, I, I either don't like the way things have gone in the past, you know, I didn't have the successes I wanted, whether it was in business or ministry or personal relationships or health or whatever, I didn't have what, you know, things didn't go the way I wanted them to go, so, so I'm ready to start over or, or, like I say, you may be in that situation where, yeah, things have gone pretty good, but you but you're ready to branch out more. You're ready to step forward. You're ready to take things to a new level. So you're ready to start over again for that. Or uh, maybe uh, you're one of those people that that you know you um, uh, you just realize everything around you is changing. You realize that that you will no longer be viable. You know, you can lose viability in your marriage. You can lose viability in any area of your life if you are not growing and developing. And see, God is always going to be taking you through the process. God's always going to be ministering to your heart in a way that you are starting over pretty much every single day. That's really where you want to get to. You want to get to where every day when you get up, you are basically starting over. You are you're open to god and you're responding to god and you're going to take the steps and you're going to move forward so if that's what you want if 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 you're ready to start over then that's what we're talking about today you know the bible talks about the, the kingdom of god and and you know the kingdom of god is a is a really interesting thing because um uh, really if in the mind of a hebrew when jesus talked about the kingdom of god Uh, All indications are that they thought back to paradise prior to the fall of man. Because that was the one time when here on planet Earth, uh, God was able to rule um, uh, and was able to express himself perfectly in planet Earth because man was in perfect harmony with him. And so there was no sin. There was no sickness. There was no disease. There was no pain. There was no lack. There was absolutely no suffering. And so, and so that was the kingdom of God here, here on planet Earth. Now, obviously, man messed that up. And he messed that up because he wanted to approach uh, ruling planet Earth based on his own desires not based on the wisdom of God. So he rejected God's wisdom about how to have heaven here on earth. So, <clears throat> you know, thousands of years later, Jesus comes on the scene and he's talking about the kingdom of God. Well, to to, to the Hebrew mind, they were talking about a realm that you entered into where you had peace and where all of God's resources were available to you and where you were able to live life the way God really created you to live life. And that's, you know, that's really what we're, what we're going to be talking about, living, establishing the kingdom of God in your life, entering into this realm called the kingdom. And when you enter into this realm, having access to all of the resources of God. You know, in, um, in, in the Old Testament, when uh, the children of Israel, when they would come and they would worship God through these sacrificial offerings, uh, these offerings were not about trying to appease the wrath of God. These offerings were always given uh, in such a way that because faith had to be involved, and see, we don't, we don't get that. You know, it's, a, it's amazing how many people will look back and say, you know, the, the old covenant, it was a covenant of fear. Well, no, it wasn't. And you know what? I probably even said that back in my younger days. Uh, the old covenant was a covenant of, of works. Well, no, not really. That's really not what God instituted. What God, what God really instituted in, in the Old Covenant was, I am going to give you a way to access me so that in your own heart you can experience the promises that, that, I'm, that I'm making to you. You know, the sacrifices didn't do anything for God. You know, one place, you know, the scripture says, uh, it says, uh, you know, the cattle on a thousand hills... They belong to God. He said, he said, if I was hungry, I would kill one and eat it myself. In other words, there's not one of the sacrifices that you're, that you're giving for my benefit. I've created this for your benefit. I've created this so you have some way in your heart to connect with me. And then, of course, we also know that he said, and through all of these sacrifices, I'm going to give you types and shadows of the eternal reality that will be fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, <clears throat> so when these people would come, and th- they would operate faith in their heart, and they would deal with their issues, and they would reconnect to God. And one of the, and, and one of the final things that they would often do is, is whenever they dealt with whatever issues they had to deal with, they would present a peace offering. And this peace offering was not an offering so that you could have peace with God. It was a celebration of peace with God. And in, in, in the sense or the mind of the worshiper, whenever there was peace between them and God, then they once again uh had access to all of God's resources. And, and and this is the whole concept that Jesus uh was talking about whenever he would preach and teach about the kingdom of God. He was he was talking about entering into this realm where you have access to everything that God. Um, has offered you, made available to you, has promised you. So we're talking about entering this realm of, called the kingdom of God. Uh, it's synonymous with the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's interesting, in, in, the, in the Hebrew language, and, and remember, Jesus did not teach in Greek. He, he, he taught in, a, in an Aramaic language, and it was then translated into Greek whenever... Um, uh, at some point in time, I'm, there's debate about that, so I'm not going. I'm not going to nail down my opinion on that. So it was translated into Greek, but uh, in in the Hebrew and Aramaic, there there is um, what they call gematria, which is similar to what we call numerology. Now it's not numerology. There is a difference. And, you know, numerology people try to get into pre- predicting the future and those sorts of things. And so we're not talking about that. But we're talking about having insight into words and 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 what words are connected to other words based on the numerical value. And so the numerical value of heaven and of mind or thought, is, is has, it has the same numerical value. So that tells you that heaven is something that can exist in your own mind, in your own thoughts, in your own being. Now, when Jesus was, was teaching about the, the kingdom of God, he explained that the kingdom of God did not come by outward observation. This was not something that happened outwardly. He said, the kingdom is within you. So in other words, internally, in my heart and my mind, I can enter into a heavenly realm. I can enter into this realm where Paul said there will be righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, remember... Peace, when the, uh, when the Bible talks about peace, whether it's talking about it in the Hebrew word for peace, shalom, or in the Greek word for peace, both of those words are very inclusive words that present the idea uh, of having a, a, a tranquil state of mind. In other words, entering this realm of tranquility based on the fact that all of your needs are met, based on the fact that you have access to all of the resources of God. And so that's why the Old Testament worshiper, man, when he offered that peace offering, he was celebrating that, that the thing that had gotten into his heart that had disconnected him from God, whether it was actual sins that he committed or whether it was just a guilty conscience, that, that he was celebrating that he had resolved this. And he was celebrating uh, that, that not only did he have tranquility Uh, in his relationship with God, but also the fact that he once again, in his heart, had access to all the resources of God. Now, many people would say, well, wait a minute, Jim, we always have access to all the resources of God. Well, yes, we do, but that all happens in our heart. Anything that violates our heart, anything that condemns our heart, anything that gets beyond the beliefs of our heart limits us in our capacity to connect with what God has given us. Uh, God doesn't take it away from us. God's not say, oh, you messed up. I'm going to hold this back from you. No, something happens in us that makes it, according to the Scripture, where we cannot receive. We can't take hold of what God has offered us in kingdom living you know I, i've shared this with you before you know paul gives a whole list of all kinds of sins he said look the people that are involved in these things they need to understand they can't inherit the kingdom of god i don't think he's saying they can't be saved i don't think he's saying that their sins can't be forgiven i think based on the fact that he is speaking from from this this hebrew mindset i think that he is saying look uh uh because of the way this affects your heart, because the kingdom is within, you can't inherit. You can't take hold of. You can't receive what is freely being offered to you from God. And, and, and so we want to deal with and resolve any issues in our heart so that we not only have access, but we realize access to everything that God has given us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I, just want, I want to mention something to you. You know, we are living in a time when, uh, uh, t- I'm, you know, I'm seeing a polarization. And, and I can remember in the early days of my ministry, probably 35 years ago or, or even longer than that, you know, I can remember sitting down with a lot of close friends. I probably said it a few times in sermons. But I said, you know, uh, the more we go down this path, the more the world goes in this direction, um, we're going to have a polarization of course the bible tells us that you know that, that you know light's going to become lighter and darkness is going to become darker we darker we 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 know that you know the book of daniel foretells this polarization that comes toward the end time and you have to understand that that religion is part of the world system it's not a, it's not a separate thing religion is where you are trying to relate to god based on Uh, philosophies of the world system instead of through the script what the scripture says and 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 through the Lord Jesus Christ as the scripture says and so there's a polarization happening uh, in the church and it's amazing what I'm seeing on the one hand, people uh, throwing away the value for godliness and, and godly living, and you know, uh, people don't flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They've rejected all that, and then and people don't pray. People don't have a prayer life. You know, I, I don't even I don't even understand for sure how they even identify themselves as Christians other than other than maybe they go to church and say they believe on Jesus. But, you know, if that's the only part of your life that aligns with the Word of God is what's in your mouth. If it's not in your heart, then it's not real, and it's not working. But you know what I see on the positive side, I am seeing all over the world. I'm seeing people who are endeared to God like never before. I'm seeing people falling in love with God, and I'm seeing people really return to and come alive with what i call just the basics of the gospel just you know having a prayer life reading the bible communing with god you know worshiping and and being involved in serving and helping i'm seeing this this come alive and so so uh, the world is polarizing, but the, the church is polarizing. The believers are, are polarizing. And one of the things that, that I'm realizing is that while so much of the church today has rejected the value of prayer don't under they don't understand the scriptural basis for prayer they don't understand the different kinds of prayer they don't understand the difference in old covenant new covenant prayer they don't understand how prayer really works or benefits their lives and so for some people prayer has just become something that is non-existent but you know what man there is a body of people out here that I hear from that I minister to, that have real prayer lives—not religious prayer lives—not like, not what you'd think. Because the reality of it is, what God wants to do in your life is going to have to happen largely through your prayer life. But the you know when I say that, I know that for many of you, you immediately go to 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 some religious thinking, or you immediately go back to thinking about prayer like it used to be. So I want you to hang with me here because if you want to start over, then this this this. Renovation is gonna start in your heart and it's gonna be expressed to the world around you through what the Bible calls prayer. And I wanna take you on this journey.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Jim Richards. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.